When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi there. How are you? Welcome to Talking Real Money. I'm Don McDonald over there, Tom Cock. We're here to the do only, what? The only, the, only, the only guy in Seattle working indoors right now, pretty oh, much. Yeah, the, the <laughs> only indoor person in Seattle. Whereas in Florida, yes. I'm one Everyone. Of, uh, of, of many millions who are indoors unless they're at the beach, which I'm yeah. not. I'm in the yeah. center of the state. That's where my family is there at the which, beach. Which, by the way, the center of the state of Florida in the 19th century, no one lived here except Native Americans and those who were forced to by the U.S. military. No one lived here in the 19th century. <laughs> and now it's a thriving metropolis. And the only reason... Thank goodness for air conditioning. The only reason huh? is air conditioning. Yeah. That is the yeah. only reason. And mine died yesterday. I know you look sweaty and hot and bothered. Oh, well, we got it. We got it temporarily working on low speed, which means yeah. the air conditioner has to run twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, just to okay, keep. Okay, but that's just like what? you temporarily working on low speed. That's, that's me. That's my life. Well, then that's not difficult. We're having new air conditioning put in on Monday oh. or Tuesday. Ooh. Yeah, you see me rubbing There's my fingers to together. To <laughs> you hope the market goes back. I hope that market goes back up soon. Come on, baby. Help pay for that. Come on, pay for the air conditioning. Um, We're here to try to help you understand money and deal with it better and invest a lot better than you do because we know you don't invest very well. Perfect example. The last couple of years, you did the same old thing that people have been doing since the beginning of stock investing, and that is you bought the hot stuff. And it turned out it was ready to melt. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. I mean, no, okay, thank I, you. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like Don, like Don, it was ready to melt <laughs> right in front of your eyes. I mean, it's astounding. Uh, Meta, the former Facebook, I believe, correct? Down fifty-three percent this year. Netflix down seventy percent this year. PayPal. Down 61% this year. And how about the incomparable, the undefeated, the gotta go to the moon because it does. Elon Amazon. Musk. No, oh. Elon, no, oh, the other moon I'll guy. Let, the other I'll moon let, guy. Exactly. <laughs> it's <laughs> down, Amazon down 30% year to date. Now, these were the stocks that you called me last year and said, is it okay if I just put a little bit of this? Mm-hmm. Let me put some of my money because and you because you know what we're going to say, right? No, because we're mean and we're nasty and we're saying stay diversified. We're just grumpy but old people. <laughs> you did it anyway, and guess what? Those have gotten creamed, creamed so badly, so badly that they were what we call growth stocks, the more growth-oriented companies, to the place where they have been redefined by Russell. This is hysterical. As value stocks, they reshuffled their indexes yesterday and moved those to not not Amazon, by the way, but the three of the ones I mentioned before that moved into the 
uh, still shocks me, into the value index. Value. A value stock is a beaten down, unloved, underpriced, underappreciated company. Yeah, and what yet, what they're saying is that yeah. these companies are, are are now now that they're way down, they're actually <laughs> worth something. <laughs> Go ahead, buy yeah. in. They're they're what you don't want to do. They're they're more valuable than their price might suggest. In other words, oh, it's so. I mean, it's a couple of things to keep in mind here. Number one, you absolutely hit it out of the park, Don. I know it was a tough birthday, but you're on today. Don't buy what's been hot recently with a track record is filled with people that do that and then get burned. Number two, just because a stock is part of one index, that may change. Stocks move around. It's, it's, it's a growth stock today. It wasn't that long ago when Microsoft was considered a value stock because it had a decade of no returns. So you, you want to own all of them, but you don't want to be jumping into the ones that have had gone straight up, on an, especially on an individual basis. That's just really not the way to do it. Look at that. Yet another perfect case for diversification yeah, exactly. as opposed to focused investing. Focused investing works right up until it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And no yeah. one rings a bell and says, get out quick before it's too late as a matter of fact just like nobody rang a bell telling you to get in these things you're going should i say to the moon no please don't i just i shouldn't have said that I, you did you said it i know I yeah bad. tesla uh tesla's down uh um, it's down like 40 percent too since the beginning of the year 35 percent since the beginning yeah, of the year right. yeah. i mean it's so these are the things that you just had to own to get rich and Mm-hmm. Until you didn't, and then look Don't what own happened. Individual look what yeah, happened to the mutual fund that focused on all these. Oh, our the ETF, innovation, ETF, the ETF. Yeah. Well, it's a fund of sorts. Back with more eight five five nine three five talk. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Speaking what? of diving, what are you laughing about now? I'm, I'm, he just laughs coming of, out of the break. It's just like, oh, that was a funny break. Let me laugh. <laughs> I, I was speaking of diving, like the market was diving, and then I'm going to dive into, into the pool, my that, WT sorry. pool. So not anyway, so. that funny. I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know if I'm going to do it. It's about 45 degrees in the pool, so it can be quick in and quick out. Maybe like stocks, quick in, quick out. Make your money, get move on. Bad idea. Terrible idea. Do you know that Gustav Mahler didn't die? He died in 1911. Gustav Holtz wrote the plan. Oh, was it it Gustav Holtz? I got the wrong guy. Mahler's another one. Gustav Holtz. There we go. When did he die? Uh, He wrote it from 1914 to 1918. We were talking about, during the break, we were talking about the planets. Oh, just love that. Truly. I don't tell them that I bought this, a CD. Yeah. He actually bought a CD. Did <laughs> I tell you? What did I tell you about him? Li- it, what did I tell you about him not liking computers? <laughs> he bought a well, they, CD. Where did you find a CD? Do they still have I, CD stores? 
The, the, <laughs> I went to Tower Records. No <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> no, I'm kidding about that part. Uh, Amazon still oh, has you lovely You bought CDs. it online. Oh, okay. So, it's probably, it's so probably, I used the computer for that. No, I used my phone, actually, for that. So. Probably an old one. All right. Welcome back. 855-935-TALK <laughs> is our phone number. 855-935-8255. Gustav stamped it himself. So. And uh, Sylvia. You, what about Jim? No, Jim. Jim. Jim's ahead of Sylvia. I miss Jim. Yep. Hi, Jim. Welcome to Talking real money we we missed you jim Hi. but thanks for hanging on hey go yeah i've been on for about a half an hour all right yeah hey, i'm glad I was you were calling from my ira and i was calling to see what you would recommend i invested in you're taking money from your individual retirement account your required minimum distribution yes and it's not money you need to spend no. What do you want it, it to be, do? Yeah, you're going to be money you're never going to spend, or is it a short period of time, or tell us more. Oh, I'll probably never spend it. My retirement and my Social Security more than covers my expenses, and I got about $600,000 invested. Okay. So this is money that you're going to leave to family or charity? Yeah. And how, if I can ask, how much was the RMD? Oh, uh, I, I don't recall right offhand, but it was seventy-three thousand. Seventy-three thousand, huh? Seventy-three thousand yeah. dollars. Mm-hmm. And and again, if you're going to leave it to somebody else, I mean, I'm all about simplicity. <laughs> so your your options to me are a using a one fund one ETF that is a globally diversified stock portfolio, which might be too risky for you. I don't know you. Or, and you could use the vanguard of the total world, VT, V is in victory, T is in Tom. Or you could, on a balanced fund, the vanguard balanced fund, for that matter, that is 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds. Obviously, if you're never going to use the money and you don't care about volatility, I'd just put it in the VT, Don. Yeah, I think those investment choices make sense. Is this money, though, are you planning to leave it to your heirs, or is it going to charity? No, it's going to my heirs. It's going to your heirs, okay. Well, uh, yeah, so you want to, the way you want to invest in that case is you want to invest as if you are your heirs. You want to invest in a way that makes the most sense for them, and if they are young and this money will be put away. See, here's the difference. If this money, if you believe your heirs will use the money to pay down debt or whatever it might be, then you don't want to be aggressive with it. You want to be relatively conservative and probably even stick with something boring like bond funds. But if you believe your heirs will take this money and continue to invest it long term, then you want to try and grow it for them. Um, but it's really your call when it comes right down to it. But I like the idea of investing as if you were the person receiving the money. Think about their perspective, and that's how you invest it. But I think Tom's suggestions are really valid. I think it make it keep it simple and uh, be as aggressive as you can stand being without selling it in a market downturn like we've experienced. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm 91 years old, so... They'll take, they'll, well, I'm hang invest, in there. I'm like make them wait a while. Like yeah, make yeah. them wait. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate the call. Great call. Yeah, appreciate it take very care. much. And thank you for listening. 855-935-TALK. Now I can go to Sylvia. Hello, Sylvia. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. 
I've Our been pleasure. waiting anxiously, studying and listening to you and trying to figure out if I'm in a, in a bad spot, and I sort of think I'm in a bad spot. I'm 16 Oh, please years tell old. us about it. I had to retire due to illness, so, uh-huh. and I was, I'm debt-free except for my home, <clears throat> and I'm living, I have Social Security, and I have my IRA rollover account through first, through, um, first, first allied, it, she says she's a fiduciary, but I'm concerned if I'm working with a true fiduciary. All my funds have been rolled over into bond funds. Mm-hmm. And I'm charged approximately 0.68%, about $900. Can you give me the names of the bond funds? I have them. Or one of them. Are you ready? Just one. Yeah. Just yeah. one? Well, they're, they're all American funds. Oh, okay. That, 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 yeah, go ahead and give. Do you, do you have a symbol for them or do you just have the names? Yeah, I have the symbol. Bond for all Fund of, them. of America. Oh, good. Give me the symbol. Okay, FB. FBCTX. Hold on, we're going to do them one at a time. That's the American Fund's target date. Oh wait, F, did you? What? Give me that again. Is that yeah? F, FBCTX. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah American Fund's twenty twenty target date F two. Oh, okay, that's a tw- yeah. That's so a tar- that has some stocks in it too. Right, not just and, a bond fund. Uh, that's an F two share. So so far, not bad. Give me the next one. The next one is a brokerage money market. No, let's skip that one. Okay, and the other one is Capital World Market. WGIFX. WGIFX. I'm just looking at what kind. Okay, okay, this is interesting. This is interesting. The person with whom you are speaking may be and probably is a fee-only advisor because these are no commission funds now they are actively managed they are actively managed but they're no commission funds so that means that they're acting as a fiduciary but let me ask you a quick question because you raised the the fee aspect you're paying 0.68 a quarter a year i'm gonna look that up about every four months about 900 depending upon my fund. Wait a minute. I started out with $600 and now 600,000 now I'm down to 400. Okay, hold on. We've got to take a break. We'll be right back. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's v e s t o r y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Okay, we're talking to Sylvia, and Sylvia has some investments with a company called First Allied. Now, I know First Allied Securities, uh, the company that goes by the name First Allied Advisory Services is uh, uh, Sotero, which I'm aware of, Um but, Sylvia, how much money do you have with this advisor, the total amount, roughly? $493,000. $493,000, so $500,000, and you're paying they about 4000 hmm? She is now Satera. They are Satera. Yeah, Satera. Advisors. Yeah. yeah. So you're paying, um, well, 
You're not okay. That's what I was trying to get to at the end of the. Last she's paying four thousand on four ninety three. So that is less than one percent. Yeah, that's actually pretty fair. That's pretty fair. So you're paying here. It's pretty fair. Okay, you're paying uh, her for her work. And then what you are paying for the funds is what we believe is high. Um, there, the funds themselves run about six tenths of a percent. So your total you. fees and expenses are about 1.2, 1.3. And this is something people have a tendency to Which isn't to terrible. You, but you got to remember there's both of those costs. There's the, the amount you're paying the advisor and the amount the investments are charging you. You don't see what the investments are charging because they take out a little bit every day, but that you're paying that. But here's the thing, Sylvia. This person is required to act as a fiduciary, I believe. Uh, this is not an absolute without doing a whole lot of additional r- research, but I believe that, that, that she is. So that part is good. I don't believe she is doing as good a job as she could, and I know Tom absolutely agrees with me on this one, because she's putting you into expensive, actively managed funds. I think the fee she's charging you is very fair for her advisory services. That It's shockingly cheap. I'm surprised it's that low. Okay, so here's what you could do. You could go to that person, that mm-hmm. advisor, and say, hey, instead of owning the American fund, why don't I own the Vanguard version of that that is one-tenth of the cost? Right. Exactly. Are they restricted in what they can sell when they work? No. No, they are not. Not as an investment advisor. Now, she may be restricted by First Allied, the brokerage firm. They may be encouraging the use of American funds because of their relationship with American Mm. funds. But you can, and I would. Pardon me? That's why I think she has... A favorite, you know, she favors American funds, yeah. even though it's not the best fund. Here's what I would do because I think you have a very fair advisory fee. Again, if that is it, Tom's right. I would go to her. I would sit down and have a meeting and say, I really would prefer if you would manage this portfolio using Vanguard, Dimensional, Avantis, exchange traded funds that are a lot less expensive. And we would love to hear back from you after you talk to her to say yeah, what, uh, what what was her response because I'd love to hear because what my guess is they're going to say oh the American funds much better than those index funds they the index funds are not the place to go they got really smart people at American funds that are building a better portfolio than just owning the market they only buy the bonds and stocks that do better than the market wide index funds if you will so I think that'd be an interesting thing to hear back on. Yeah, because the reality is there is no evidence that shows that actively managed funds over time can outperform just owning the index with the same level of risk. And that's the key. There you go. Same level of risk. So I would ask her, say, you know what? You could save me a lot of money, and I'd really appreciate it if you get me into lower cost funds and if you'd use um, build a portfolio of index funds from Vanguard, Fidelity, or using index ETFs, which are even cheaper, from Vanguard, Fidelity, Dimensional Funds, Avantis Funds, etc. Okay? Okay. I will try that. Good luck. Let us know. I'm curious. Yeah. We'd really like we to do. know. No, we yeah, really, we really do. do. Thank you so much. 855-935-TALK. That is our phone number. If you've got questions like this or any other, 
you need some feedback, some advice, some direction, some counsel, some calming down, whatever it is, call us, 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hey, hi, welcome back. I'm Don, that's Tom. Speaking of hot stocks that are not hot no more, I'm going to <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell no the story of a lovely lady named Kathy yeah. who was busy mm. building a mutual fund of her own or an ETF. All her stocks were really hot, then they weren't. That's the story I'm going to share with you. You're not- so the arc couldn't hold against the major tide that came in. It's really interesting because I mentioned this last week. I just alluded to it. I said, you know, I bet you, I bet you that most of the people who got into arc lost, have lost a lot of money that very few people made any money on arc. And this is one of the things to consider, by the way, about mutual fund performance or exchange traded fund portfolio uh, performance overall. Oftentimes, the funds promote the performance. The part they don't tell you is how the average investor did making. They say, oh, look at all this money we made. Well, how about the people that invested in the fund? Well, let's not so much. Let's look at ARK Innovation, the ARKK fund. Now, in tooth. Let me pull it up right. In 2020, for the calendar year, yep, the fund made 153 percent. Pretty good year. However, up until that point, the assets were averaging in the two billion dollar range. They started to pick up in 2020, but they didn't really start to pick up big time until December of 2020, after they've already posted this big gain. So you you got in at basically after this ridic I mean 150% in any one year god bless I mean that's get, ridiculous Get this between yeah. between December of 2020 and February of 2021 that's 3 months Yep 9 billion dollars poured into this fund that is four times the average portfolio before and the average price that investors paid during that three-month period for the stock, for the ETF, How much? $125 a share. Yeah. Currently, it's okay, trading. Okay, so they got in then, yeah, 125 uh-huh. Currently, it's trading at $44 a share. Whew. Now, here's what's even more interesting. I wow. find this fascinating. On, 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 uh, as a matter of fact, at the beginning of 2020, before the big run-up, um, ARC had under $2 billion assets. By February of 2021, so much poured in through 2020 that they had $28 billion in assets. Wow. That the is fund now has yep. $9.5 billion in assets. So that means people oh. have actually realized those losses. They're not going to have any tax bills going forward. But here's what I found fascinating. All of you who thought you were chasing, and there were a lot of you out there, you thought, I'm chasing after Don't the lie. good stuff. I'm we going know. for the yep. good stuff. Mm-hmm. How yep. did you, 
I want to compare the two funds. I'm going to compare two funds. I want to compare ARKK, which is a 100% U.S. stock fund. It was all U.S. stocks, mm-hmm. to VTI, which is the Vanguard Total U.S. Stock Market Fund. So we're comparing U.S. to U.S., right? Yep. Over five years, the Vanguard Total U.S. Fund returned an average of 11.1% per year. Pretty good. It's good, good return. But of sure. course, you wanted yeah. that. You wanted the big return over those five years. Million, Bear in mind, this is a, number two. Come over on. that five years, we had uh, 2019 was a 35 percent return. 2017 was an 87 percent return. Ooh. 2020 was 153 percent return. So, how Jeez. was its average annual return over five years? You're thinking it's going to be high, right? Yeah, but it's taken such a dip. Yeah, I really couldn't tell you what ten point three percent. So it made less than the Vanguard than the to- than the index. Wow. And guess what the volatility was measured by standard deviation over yes. five years. The Vanguard Total U.S. Fund had a standard deviation of seventeen percent, seventeen from the middle up and down. You got it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Arc. Which, yeah. which fund is more risky? ARK had a 37.5. I have never seen 37.5 Those before. Those are some pretty rough C's for the ARK to handle. That is one of the highest standard deviations I've ever, ever seen. The lesson, mm. once again, you might win in the short run, but in the long term, even the hottest manager of 2020, Kathy Woods, has, beha- has her portfolio has done worse than just buying the market. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. I love that story. I just think I just think that says everything you need to <laughs> know does. about investing. It truly if you just read that, if you paid attention to those numbers, mm-hmm. that is that is repeated over and over I mean since really since I don't know when because people see that's made money, I got to put my money in that just in time for it not to work. It's I really you know thing. you're right. I should probably write that up. You should because it really tells the story of by the way, that's what most people think you need to do to be a successful investor. I just find that thing or find that person or listen to that guru. They're going to make me the money because they know about the future. And for a while, it looked like Kathy Wood was smarter than Peter Lynch. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Or she Buffett. was getting all the press. Everybody Absolutely. was singing her praises. Yeah. And and yet, but they still are listening to her, even though she has now posted a less than average performance with over twice the risk. I know. And that's the thing. People don't, they don't think about the risk. But even setting that aside. The, this aspect of buying after someone's had great performance is so powerful, so powerful indeed. 855-935-TALK. We still have time to help you here on Talking yep. Real Money. And, Rachel, you're next. Welcome to the show. Oh, hi. Hey, Rachel. Uh, hi. I just have a really quick question for you. This is uh, concerning uh, the Secure Act 2.0. And okay. Just yes. Wondering, um, I know the, the raising the, the rate for the RMDs, which is awesome, but... If you're just turned 72, um, I heard one place that 
I wouldn't need to take it this year, and I heard someplace else that I would. Okay, well, let's talk about that, because actually the legislation has not passed yet. There's two Uh different versions. There's one in the House and one in the Senate. And I believe the version in the Senate would make you still wait. They'd still make you take 72 and then slowly scale it up to 75, which is the new rule. So there's no agreement on that. And even if there were agreement, I doubt they would make it retro to 2022 and allow you to push it off into the future. I agree. I cannot imagine that. So you are 72 in this year, correct? Correct, yes. Yeah. I think you're going to have to at least, I think you're going to have to take it. Yeah, I, I think right now the, they're thinking that it may or may not even pass this year right? because of the differences between the House and the Senate. Eventually, uh, okay. sure. And everything I now. read says that it would go to 73 in 2023. I think that is one version. The other version would immediately move it to 75. Anyway, there's yeah. there's still enough debate there that it's, it's not decided. But um, So I, I think you should go ahead and plan on taking your required minimum distribution. I agree. Well, that's not what I want to hear, but uh, I'm sorry. The good news is the sun is out, and it's going to be out again tomorrow. Would you like to hear that? Yes, you get absolutely. two days of sun in a row? That's <laughs> crazy, I know, but it's wow. got to happen. So okay. so it's it's just like you go from January to June, just like that. <laughs> I, I know. No, to, to July, man. We're in the 80s. Well, Whew. it is July in a, less than a week. Crazy. I know. As a matter of fact, are we going to do a live show July 1st? Uh, yeah, I'll be here. Yeah. So I, where not? would we go? We might as well just sit here and talk to each other. <laughs> let people let people eavesdrop. Hey, hey, wait. Carol wants to talk to I us. I know so Carol's okay. there. I saw her. I, I was going to get there. Okay. Yeah. Carol, hi. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. Um, What's up? My husband. My husband and I are getting ready to retire, and we are um, overall in good shape for retirement as far as having um, two pensions, um, and we'll have, you know, and then Social Security. So once we get to that, we would not need our investments, but we are 61 and 63, so we would like to retire now and use our um, investments to get us to Social Security where we would Ah, it's you know, good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. Absolutely. So, um, we, you know, we have, I think, our total investments probably about $1.5 million. And by my calculations, we need about $50,000 a year right now additional to, um, to you know, pay for everything that we need. Unlike now, my brow here in Florida I'm- with bad air conditioning... Um, you, you, no sweat for you. No sweat. Going right through to the cooler there. You're in good shape. You were in such good shape to take 50000 a year? Out of 1.5, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. That's fine. How's Is it that in- your question? Well, yeah, but, I don't know. No, well, when I, when I talk to my advisor, I feel like we've done a great job in accumulating, but now it's the where, how do we use the cash or how do we use our investments? And as he talks to us, he's always telling us that, he should roll everything over into, into an annuity stocks. Oh, you've got no, an idiot advisor. You need, to fire, you need to fire your idiot advisor. He's an idiot Dividend advisor. Payers. Yeah, this is this is a, oh. there's this is a fork in the road because yeah. no, the, he doesn't the know what industry, he's doing. the registered investment advisory, the the people I think put 
your interests ahead of their own are mostly going to say that's my feeling yeah put this in a yeah diversified portfolio and use an approach called total return that is you have stock funds you have bond funds whichever one goes up you take the money out in a year like this you may draw from the bond you may draw a little bit from both but in a general sense you're relying on the returns of those assets, which includes, by the way, the dividends, because people have a tendency to forget that, yeah, stock funds pay dividends. They're putting 1.5% or 2% into the, into the fund each year because the companies are paying those dividends. That has turned out to be a better approach, and we touched on this at the beginning of the show. Dividend-paying stocks are generally riskier. When you own dividend-paying stocks, you're less diversified. And by the way, if you want a big dividend payout, I can get you into the Vanek Russell, uh, Rus- the Russia Russell Fund that is paying out a dividend play of about 300% right now. So if you really want the big dividend payers, no, don't do that. He's, he's being a I'm smart being silly. aleck. I'm being a smart aleck. I, dividend, we touched on this, again, as I said last hour, because a dividend payout has been a far riskier strategy than just holding a diversified portfolio. Don? As we mentioned on the last podcast of the last hour, the the hottest dividend-paying stocks from last year all posted substantial double-digit negative total returns so far this year. Whereas, if even if you just skipped your advisor altogether and went and got the Vanguard Balanced Index Fund, you just owned that, and that's we're not that's saying it. you yep. should do that, but you just owned that then you could have taken out your about 3% per year, which is what this yeah, amounts to. Not much. Yep. And mm-hmm. the dividend would have covered half of that. So your total loss year to date would have been about 18%. Versus getting the hammer versus down by the Versus 30 and 40% losses in those dividend stocks. I, I appreciate your advice because I, I just have feeling like he's trying to, pres- I don't know, preserve the amount that... He He's trying to make a sale. He's trying to generate a commission. You should fire this person and find a fiduciary or do it on your own. But I would suggest finding a good fiduciary advisor, somebody who will act in your best interest and get rid of what you have now as a stockbroker, not an advisor. And, uh, oh, my goodness. Um, we appreciate your call. Thanks so much for being there. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Dave, we literally have about 40 seconds. Can you do it that fast? Yes, I have a okay. mouthful of food. Actively managed funds versus index funds. Can you just tell me quickly, for example, ETFs are indexed, mutual funds are actively managed, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, some what ETFs are-, are actively managed. You need to make sure that the ETF or the mutual fund you're dealing with actually says it is an index product. There are actively managed ETFs. But the ones we talk about at Vanguard and Dimensional and, and uh, uh, Avantis, those are index-style ETFs. They're not totally passive, but they're passive. You don't want somebody picking stocks, and that's what active is. Thanks for the call. 
hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?